DNA, an interview series of hustlers and entrepreneurs where we delve deep into the DNA of these individuals to explore what makes a successful founder. I'm your host, Aisha Ghoshal, and for this episode, we have Vikas Kakkar as our guest. Vikas is the co-founder of HireXP. HireXP is a new age recruitment and candidate experience software. Their mission is to make talent teamwork development as the epicenter of organizations. On this episode, we delve deeper into how his experience in the corporate world has equipped him with the tools to efficiently lead and have foresight on his team at HireXP. So, let's get this started and delve deeper by hearing from Vikas. Vikas, thank you so much for joining me on the Founders DNA podcast. It's great to have you here. Vikas is the founder and CEO of HireXP. HireXP is a new age recruitment and candidate experience software. Their mission is to make talent and teamwork development as the epicenter for organizations. So I thought we would start by exploring what drove you to start your entrepreneurial journey. Thank you very much, first of all. (laughs) You know, since beginning, like if you ask me, um, I was always passionate you know, about new things. And uh, when I started my career, uh, I got, so I'm a software engineer, so I got an opportunity to work with software company in Bangalore. So uh, I used to see people from IIT Zimes and used to read about them, they're doing good stuff. And I was very, very, uh, you know, passionate to do something of mine since then but never got right opportunity because if you're working, uh, if, you, if you're studying in a college like IIT or IIM Ahmedabad or IIM Bangalore, all these, you know, renowned institutes, it's, it's, you always get that support, you get that infrastructure, you get opportunities through your alumni network. Uh, so I'm from a college, uh, Dehradun Institute of Technology. Uh, I was never interested in software engineering. It was because of my parents, to be very uh. honest. I'm a business guy. Hmm. Um, so did it take you a while to realize that? Yeah, of course. Like in the beginning, of course, when you so you you're coming from a you know tier B town, like where there are two <laughs> things that you have to do. Like people will force you that hey, this is the this is the right career for you. Either you go for engineering or go for medical, right? So my my dreams were different. I want to do you know meet people. I want to learn from their experience. So, uh, but I was n- so never got an exposure at uh, that point in time and my parents were also, they were trying their best to, you know, give you best of the educations available at their disposal at that point in time. So, uh, uh, so I landed up in one of the colleges in Dehradun, uh, I studied there and uh, what I realized is that uh, during my college time also, um, I, was, I was trying to do stuff which is not very common in nature, like, you know, different things. I tried to innovate. So when I was working in Bangalore, I realized that that's, I, I, I'm not meant for this. Like, so I left my job, came back to Delhi because my parents were, were here. Uh, I asked my friends, I want to learn sales and business development because this is the most important thing when you're starting up, you know, uh, selling, one is the product, second is selling of the product. How will you sell the product in the market? And I had no experience about sales. So my friends told me that, you know, uh, if you want to learn sales, you need to join either insurance sector or banking sector. You should sell credit cards or uh, insurance policies. 
So I started working with a company called Aviva Life Insurance, hmm. and then DLF Primarica. Is DLF Primarica was you know uh, was a new uh, insurance company when I started. I was the first employee in that company, and I joined them as a founder member. But my experience in insurance sector was really amazing. I learned a lot. How do you think the insurance sector may was a good foundation for a startup? Yeah, because ecosystem. yeah. So in the beginning, uh, the the idea was to learn sales. Aviva was a Aviva was a very pretty big organization. So I was uh, a sales manager, learning from people who are doing sales every day, days in, days out, right? So uh, for me, uh, DLF Primarica was an experience because it was a startup. Uh, there were three people starting up a company. So uh, and I joined them because of this only. Uh, I I got a lot of opportunities. uh if i have to start a company and you know i want to go back to it sector build my product and then start selling those products right so i need to join this company learn sales at the same time learn other functions as well so uh, you're saying that before you join this specific company mm-hmm. you already had an idea of the fact that you wanted to start up your oh, own of company course. Oh, of course From so the, was yeah. that was it a was it something that you've always wanted or was it because you knew that sort of computer software was uh, computer engineering all of that wasn't for you or was it something specific that led you to that switch so uh, so when you talk about uh, you know uh, it sector so there are two two parts to it one is if you are a software engineer either either you are like coding you you're working on design and development or if you know about technology it's easier for you to sell technology products so uh, i knew about technology uh, i had no idea how to sell these products so joining insurance sector so when i switched from my you know core programmer uh, role to a salesman who's going out knocking the doors and selling insurance policy that experience is really amazing in terms of you know learning that you learn how to sell uh, how to understand um, your customers need and then do a need based analysis and then pitch them your product so that was an amazing experience uh, so and dlf primarica was starting up so that will uh, so i thought that will also help me in future so i joined them and uh, i worked with them for 3 years i from three people company or four people company i'm not able to recollect properly it was like three or four employees when i joined mm-hmm. them to uh, that was a journey because when i left dlf primarica they had about 4000 employees wow. right and i have seen everything uh setting up offices to setting up different departments marketing finance and at the same time we were selling the product dlf insurance policies in the market uh what we have learned from dlf primarica is it's very important to do a need base uh, so not their their need analysis meaning um what exactly is required for a, for instance you have to calculate the lifetime value of a human being and then pitch right product and believe me in the beginning uh when i was there everybody was following the process and i used to love that because this is the right way of pitching you know your insurance product because this is what happens outside india so uh all i'm trying to explain is the objective here when i am hiring is very different it's b2b so uh and it's technical product right so technology is uh, there so if i hire somebody from different background selling insurance is you have to train that person and that person can go out and pitch but when you talk about technology products of course i can train people but i always have an advantage if they have technology if they have you know education in technology it's easier for us uh, but yes of course i try and hire people from different verticals like 
they have experience in technology but before joining my company they may be hiring or pitching or selling some something else which is not in hr tech primarily but a technology product let's say for medicine or technology product for some other company or a of saas course, product yeah. yeah so that's that's not there that you know uh, uh, i'm not hiring i i prefer hiring uh, people from different verticals because you know people from different uh, verticals bring a lot of different perspective about you know a situation uh, that they have handled in the past and that experience that they have you know the experience that they've got from various situations and i i feel it's really amazing to have different people from different background because at the end of the day uh, this is about experience that they share with their peers and how they add value because there's always a learning and if you're hiring people from same vertical same industry mm. the learning is very less yeah 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 sounds great um so what looking back what matters now that you've been on this journey for a few years what do you think matters most when starting up as an entrepreneur especially given your specific background so when i was starting up uh, so there was there was a plan in my mind right um, i wanted to build a product uh, wherein um, even if we have less features in in a, in a product we are trying to solve one problem but for me customers were always important it's important today also like mm-hmm. for me uh, it's a very basic no brainer everybody wants to but when you grow right today when you have 10 customers you're very very particular about customers their needs their you know what they need from you in in, in terms of you know product features mm-hmm. or or uh, are they happy with your product or not happy are they using it uh, my idea was whatever we are building uh, i wanted to create a product uh, i wanted to add value in hr technology because there was nothing when i started very very few companies were doing what we are doing right now uh so my idea was always like what what mattered most was you know customer happiness when i was starting up my journey uh and um uh i i met a lot of entrepreneurs and i asked them uh, and they told me that things are different at different stages your priorities will change mm. uh, when you're starting up you say customer success is most important everybody will say that there's no brainer but when, of course it will always remain the most important thing when you're when you're running a business but when you when you grow uh, when you grow from 10 to 100 customers 100000 customers uh, the thing which is different is that in the beginning you were taking care of your customers when you have 100 customers you'll hire somebody who will take mm. care of 100 customers and after that of course there are teams under them right so this uh, it's very difficult for any entrepreneur to be uh, to let go always yeah to always available there for your customers hmm. but i think setting up a process is very important where you have a visibility uh, what's happening a lot of companies personally i have experienced hmm. wherein you know uh, in the beginning when they started the business the customers were really important for them and hmm. they have done a great job in you know uh, make making sure that every customer is happy uh but today i mean it's very difficult to reach out to the right people sometimes it takes 48 hours to get a response on the email mm. so i want to make sure that um, you know this should not happen in my company i want to be very 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 clear and i want to set this uh, sort of guideline for and protocol for everyone who's joining this company that customer is very important i mean you know you can hmm. you can of yeah, course i so mean you can otherwise there's no business yeah i mean uh, no i mean on paper this is no brainer but when you talk about in reality <laughs> believe me um, things are very different yeah. so uh, as an answer to your question um, this is something which is very important very close to my heart and uh, i don't want to just write it on a piece of paper that i want to do this 
I'm actually doing this. Hmm. Uh, believe me, uh, today we have very less customers, but I make sure that I meet them at least in the beginning. I was meeting them once in a week, or maybe once in a month. Now there's a possibility they're going to meet them once in a quarter, but I will make sure that I, I personally go and meet them. Hmm. But yeah, I'm sure that tomorrow, if I am expanding, right? I'm going global. Uh, though we are present in a couple of countries, but if I go global. It'll be very difficult for me to, you know, have this kind of arrangement where I'm going and meeting the clients all the time. But I want to set a proper process, and I want to hire people who can do what I am doing and their geographies maybe. So when you say process, was it an evolution that led you to a process, or was it something you started at the beginning? Uh, no. Uh, so the idea was there always. Um, hmm. Yeah, that this is what is the of priority, course. right? Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, today uh, I want to set up this process because I realize that if you delegate this work to somebody else, the customer is not happy, and I don't understand of why course. this is happening, yeah. right? And then you you know dive deeper to find out where is the problem, and then you realize the problem is communication. Very simple, mm. right? So if the problem is communication, you have to set right process. Now we have we have automated this process. Whenever there's an escalation, right? There's a there's a proper SLA. I get emails. So. Of course, the process has evolved from you know from when we started back in 2016. Um, it was me, right, reaching hmm. out to customers. But now there's a process uh, which has evolved over the years, like last two or two and a half years. And um, now we are trying to bring the technology piece in between, so that every the communication is very, 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 very you know uh, you know flawless in in terms of you know uh, whenever they're raising a request for for support ticket hmm. the team is because there's SLA process the team is responding them back in 30 minutes and that's Got a tad, it. yeah Got it. so this is how it happened interesting what do you think would be um, especially since you have worked across various sectors in a large corporation as well as in startups so what would you think your advice would be to those um, whose experience does not involve working in a startup ecosystem, even though they want to start something up on their own? Uh, so <laughs> it, it's, it's, very, it's very difficult to answer actually, mm -hmm. <laughs> because, um, but let me, let me try. Right? Sure, so, definitely. Yeah, so, uh, so when you're working in a corporate sector without any experience uh, working in a startup, you know, uh, the most important thing and my advice to people who are doing that is, they need to be very, very realistic, right? Because uh, I have seen people, you know, try and take this, uh, what you call, uh, the prone to uh, take these opportunities without uh, checking the market fit, <laughs> right? So I have seen this in the past. I have mm -hmm. seen many friends, uh, you know, doing that. Uh, so this is the biggest problem that I realize that when you're coming from a very organized sector, you have an idea, great, no problem. Uh, but you're starting up, so you have to make sure because there are times age also matters, believe me, uh, in this because if you're starting early in your career, you have no experience, you have a great product and idea. Of course, the successful people starting early, the percentage is very less versus people who have experience mm -hmm. and then they're starting up. If you see the data, the numbers are pretty higher yeah. as compared to. So the, the, the reasons are very, very common, like because no experience, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, second advice would be it's always good to have mentors. Uh, it's always good to meet people, talk about your product. Uh, and then I think uh, when you when you try and build your MVP, try and give it to companies without uh, spending a lot of money, uh, time. Uh, I think um, uh, these are two things which are very important for somebody who's not not from startup background. 
because I also started a company in the early is uh, most communication which is between nolarity because I want to do something on my own so I told the founders and I want to do something on my own they said fair enough why don't you start a company uh, on the same lines but uh, we'll become your partner so with that less experience I started uh, and I was doing pretty well um, uh, but I realized that uh, because I had less experience in doing this so I end up hiring a lot of people those people were not required hmm. so it backfired right so I was not able to pay their salaries so I had no other option this is again so I, I believe I was pretty good in relationships so I had yeah. great relationship with my and my peers my my CEO so and they understood because hmm. they told me so it is very important for uh, people coming from corporations to you know uh, check their ideas like just if, if you like something great if you think, if you believe in your idea, very good, no problem. The thing is that it's always important to discuss this with people who are experts, who have done this multiple times, serial entrepreneurs are there, yeah. uh, learn from their experiences, they will definitely add value. And Because I have seen people starting up in silos, hey, I'm building a product, right? I'm working on a product. Um, and, um, you know, they end up doing nothing because they don't know how to sell, they don't know how to, you know, they have, because they are from uh, software background, they, they know mm. how to... Code so, the, for example, yeah. if someone's like, I'm getting into the nitty gritties now, sure. but um, for example, if someone doesn't have access to entrepreneurs or they might not be in their specific close network, how would you go about reaching out to this type of people? Like, what would you So, suggest? it's not that difficult to be very honest, mm -hmm. right? So, when you're working these days, especially, mm -hmm. you have, you know, you're, you have an access to everything. So, um, when I started, of course, uh, my network was pretty less. Like, if you ask me, I knew, f you know, few people in the industry. I used to read about them, but direct access was very difficult. But today, if you, if somebody wants to start today, LinkedIn is the best source, right? Just send them emails, email them. They will definitely meet. Believe me, entrepreneurs love to meet and share their stories and experiences. Yeah. This is what I believe me. I have many mentors, hmm. right? So at this stage, if you ask me, I think uh, uh, there should not be a problem, even if you have if you have direct access to a founder. Um, so I'm going to pivot a bit and um, we want to talk, maybe we want to talk about some of the learnings from when you were younger. <laughs> okay. And um, like, what do you think those, how do you think those learnings have influenced you and supported you throughout your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great skill to have yeah. as an entrepreneur. So, um, as I've mentioned earlier, uh, I never wanted to do my engineering like it just happened, right? Mm. Uh, so, I was a sports person. Uh, I used to play cricket and okay. I was captain for club level, you know, for, for years, right? I think if you're a captain in a, and you're playing cricket, I think you have 11 people and you know how to utilize the competencies mm. they have. So, I learned this art of managing teams pretty early in my life mm. uh, and my club was pretty successful uh, and uh, we were playing district matches. That uh, team management when I was playing because we used to win matches from difficult situations, there were a lot of ups and downs in cricket. So I think I knew from the beginning that how to utilize the, the people's skill, like if you have a competency. So how would you say you've transferred those skills to managing a team now? Yeah, so right now if you ask me, uh, uh, people say that they want to hire rock stars. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I want a mix bag of people based on their competencies, not that I want a How rock star. How do you think that's helped? Uh, so what happens is that, for example, if you have a team of rock stars, this, this, 
there's a competition and mm. there's a dispute this is very clear because i have seen this myself this is my experience but when you have people who are ready to help each other because if you say everybody is perfect everybody is helping in a team of let's say 40 people everybody is helping each other, it's not possible it's next to impossible uh, there's always because uh, everybody wants me first right so this is uh, in quotes me first right mm. uh, but uh, what i've learned is that you need to uh, hire people who are willing to learn but never got an opportunity so right? how do you find people like that because it's that's a very rare not rare that's a very subtle quality to gauge yeah so you make easy. hiring mistakes and i do accept right yeah. so i also make mistakes right mm. so um i think um if you are hiring for a particular role let's say a uh, uh, marketing person right so you need to un- so be- be- because of my experience uh, uh, their dna is very different right versus sales people or technology people right. so you need to understand so now i wanted somebody in my marketing who's very passionate about what they're doing of course you want this passion everywhere in the specific fields but uh, in marketing people will do something and then then they will try and improve on that improvise on that they keep on doing for example content writers they'll write content they'll read their content for me that's an amazing content but for them that content they still, hmm. still can improve because they are artist right right so uh, i have learned um i think the art of hiring i believe because there's no science behind this it's hard and i i go with my gut feeling right as i've told you uh, in the beginning that mm. i make you know of course i make i have made a lot of mistakes you learn I will from make. them i yeah, yeah i learn from them so uh i try and find people who are hard working and willing to learn even if they have not done something i'm hiring for i will definitely give them opportunities but at the same time i will have that one or two rock stars in my team who will always say hey uh, i can help you because they are they are at a seat where they have got you know they they got this sort of uh, you know the right or i i would say uh, a superior uh, quality in terms of uh, you know helping somebody who's trying to learn hmm. so i have always seen collaboration there uh, so not how, yeah no sorry um so i was going to ask how do you ensure that those rock stars are also collaborative yeah because you have to drive this by examples uh, you're mm-hmm. sitting on top right if you're hiring somebody who's a rock star uh, i think it's very important for me somebody who's willing to learn but not a rock star in the field we are hiring for uh, i i i do that for for in a small organization small company it's possible right now so i try and help them and i try and set that example uh for my rock star people that mm. this is how you will grow and become what i am doing today you should be people person first so i, I so i am a people person right. i i i want to drive business uh, so numbers are important of course but i don't know i believe if people are happy numbers will follow so uh, uh and believe me my attrition is like zero like because um if you are hiring somebody um uh, you giving an opportunity telling that person that i have better candidates than you but i will give you an opportunity i think uh, and then um, it'll make them work harder yeah make them work harder because now these guys are competing because they want to become rockstar mm-hmm. rockstar helping them because they they want to become a people person so there's a there's a nice collaboration mm-hmm. i see i mean i mean as i've told you this is no science this, this right. is this is an art so this works for you that's this right. works for yeah. me yeah so far like in last 13 years it mm-hmm. has worked believe me Uh, even with larger teams of course i was managing almost 73 people uh, in nolarity uh, mm-hmm. attrition was almost 
one percent hmm. for years right uh, I was there so it's just and everybody was and people used to say this is the best team in the company hmm. yeah hmm. and I'm I'm very proud of this and I, I can say this to you that you know uh, I, I have managed that team pretty well uh, so uh, and same logic same hmm. logic you have to train your rock star because that feeling of you know I am the best uh, train them on becoming a people person uh, people first uh, and people who are trying to be rock star these guys will help them to become rock stars I have seen people giving their you know business to somebody else because your target is not met I'll help you things like that and you know that yeah, that's a and great that, um, yeah if you see somebody is doing that believe me now these both the people like one person who's like well worse with the dynamics of the business that person is uh, doing pretty good job by helping somebody who wants to learn and this person who's working hard to reach that stage is the, the, the friend, the best of friends in the team. Mm. And you know both, right? So you know the stories, both the sides. Because when you're meeting these guys, you're talking about them. And when you're meeting them, you're telling them these guys are doing a great job for you, right? So, and setting that platform for them, you need to facilitate a platform where they can talk. Uh, and I, al I also do one thing wherein, um, for one month or like two months, like I try and give them opportunity in other uh, departments. For example, somebody's in sales, give them an opportunity to run a campaign on Facebook and tell them that please learn from your marketing person or mm -hmm. somebody who's doing a coding. For example, today morning, uh, a backend developer was in a meeting with me in a, in, in a sales meeting because he told me that he wants to learn sales. And this gives me an opportunity to give mm -hmm. this guy, you know, um, uh, sort of an opportunity wherein he would learn that how to sell because it's very important for every individual to learn each and everything. Uh, so in this ecosystem, we have multiple components. They are sitting on one component and trying to make an improvise uh, on that particular piece. But yeah, it's very important to have knowledge about others also because tomorrow, if they want to move to some department, I mean, they have learned that already. During and I guess it also helps because they know that they're all working for the same exactly, goal. Exactly. So it exactly. helps to have, they're not working in silos. Exactly. Exactly. It's very, very important. Sounds great. How has your personal development process been from when you started to what you've become now? <laughs> <laughs> and how do you think the, this entrepreneurial journey that you've started on has strengthened your personal development? So, um, when you're working for someone, right, uh, you've been given one task to do, mm. right, one function, that's a business development, international business expansion. So, uh, but I was fortunate enough to, you know, in the early days when I was starting up, I started my career after my Bangalore stint of uh, one year, I got a opportunity to work in startups, so I've seen everything. But yeah, when you're starting your own company, so today if you talk about, uh, you know, learning, I think humongous. There's like a lot of things that I've learned in the last two and a half years versus uh, my time and tenure that I've spent in corporates, right? So uh, the first thing is that you get an idea of what is, what is it about when you're starting a business, right? It just, it's just not one function. Today, if you ask me, um, I think I know about everything in a, in a company, all the functions, all the departments, so uh, I believe uh, knowledge-wise, uh, you add uh, so startup adds a lot of value in terms of knowledge that you're gaining, right? And you try and if you if you find an answer for a for a question, uh, in the beginning you're trying to solve a problem, you don't know the answer, but you 
you will go make sure that you find an answer for that which means that uh, if you are working in an organization there's a problem you'll go to somebody and say hey I have a problem the person will give you a solution but over here in startup there's nobody to help you right they will give you an answer if you have mentors but you have to go back to that problem or talk to the person facing the problem and help them with a solution so what I've learned I think this is an ability this is a unique thing that we have as an entrepreneur uh, you will learn over over the years uh, is that finding an answer to the problem even if you have you know less chances of getting the right answer from somebody who's a mentor because they're not working in the same organization with you but of course for your problems you have to find the answers right so what I've realized is that uh, all these problems that I've faced uh, I, I think uh, my patience has increased I'm very patient today <laughs> I'm not at all aggressive like not at all as a sales guy you have the regression that we'll do this we'll do that but you know of course that aggression is important in a startup uh, but at this stage if you ask me personally I my patience level has gone up um, I I will not react to anything I will respond I will see there's a problem people are cribbing hey this happened that happened for me I will understand so this is a change that I see in myself in last three years you want to understand why this has happened where is the problem your patient you would like to understand this is very important because if you see so you're saying it's a mindset because you know that yeah. the bu buck stops at you so there yeah. is no one else that's right you are the forefront that's right that's right and it's it's very important for people to so to, to respond to any problem like understand and then if somebody's saying anything um, there are disputes in the teams at times and these disputes are also important because you have multiple perspective for a, the people are giving their viewpoints on a problem and then you find a solution between that those answers and statements when mm. they are debating on a particular uh, particular problem so uh, I feel um, you know um, uh, in last three years uh, I think my knowledge in terms of uh, different functions personally if you ask me today uh, how to solve a problem uh, any problem right so I will not say no mm. I will first uh, but uh, this this is what has changed like you know a lot uh, secondly my patience uh, so on personal front I would say these are two important things sounds great um, mm. so what is your process of, of how you innovate and um, what are some of the things that you take inspirations from so uh, innovation is completely based on change uh, mm -hmm. to be very honest so if you want to change you need to innovate simple as that uh, uh, for, for, for instance I wanted to change the process of hiring I thought of innovation right uh, if I want to so we I was I was part of nullarity communication nullarity communication wanted to change the process of calling right so they they thought of a solution and idea right uh, so when you talk about uh, inspiration right so a uh, lot of people I have met uh, in the past uh, the kind of stuff they're doing on a regular basis uh, when it comes to innovation uh, and they are f primarily from the industry right so of course Pallav Pandey is one uh, the way he was running he was he was co-founder in Nolarity the way he was managing multiple companies uh, you know as a single founder mm -hmm. uh, uh, the ripple of communication there were Nolarity and there were I think there was one more so the way he was managing the teams the, the way he was innovating stuff and believe me 
whenever we used to go out together there was a problem and people were saying hey pallav i have this problem he used to find you know quickly find a solution for that problem so uh, and these solutions are not very general regular solutions these are innovative solutions so uh, and these customers were trying to make some changes in the process to increase the efficiency of their existing ecosystem so for that change they wanted some sort of innovation which is possible but people are not thinking and based on these solutions later companies have built products and they are like multi millionaires multi million companies or billion dollar companies also mm. like for instance food panda right change in the delivery process right just food deliveries for instance now they started but what you call the player number 2 i think zomato started after that and then swiggy came in so they do they are they are trying they to upon. yeah they built upon right yeah. they are trying to make it better and then they are trying to change the way they were selling right so, so what's your thought process your method essentially so uh, as i've told you change is whenever thinking about change right so now we have built a product right uh, so i was very clear when you are uh, starting a product and you taking this product to the to the uh, to the customers now uh, we need to check with them what are the problem areas because if you have to differentiate your product and you say the way i learned this statement from my early days different and better mm. so if you say we are different we are better you need to innovate right so and innovation is solution to the problem right nothing else right uh, so when you go out my process is very simple i will give you an idea for example i'll tell you something uh, bpos are facing a problem in the country uh, not in the country like globally so there are a lot of walk ins happening in the bpos people walk up to converges concentrics um, interglobe right uh, there's no mechanism wherein these cvs can directly come into the system so one of the companies reached out to me they said that hey um, we want to automate the process of walk ins right okay i thought wow we can do that so i gave a solution for this now this solution we are so we got an idea now we'll try and build a layer on top of a product and we'll sell it as a part of the product as a feature so let me go yeah. a bit deeper um yeah. so this was a problem that someone came to you with yeah right so in but in general as you're evolving as you're maybe expanding how do you keep up with all the things that are going on within the industry as well as outside the industry that might affect your product or your industry so i think um, so reading is very important like let me be very honest with you <laughs> so I, i i read a lot i try so how do you determine what to read or what are so of course these day i'm reading about technologies specifically to hr uh, mm. also uh people success engagement with people so because if you read books answers are in the books right um so when it comes to innovation um i think um, the kind of books i'm reading these days i have a fair idea where we are heading right next 5 years 10 years um everything will be voice right there's nothing there's no typing there's no right. uh you there'll be no crm where you just make entries mm. it's all voice uh, it's going to be automated speech recognition people will there will be a lot of softwares out in the market uh, in india the problem was multiple dialects in the right. beginning yeah but now people have figured out right how to solve these problems 
Alexa is one example, uh, mm. right? And I always believe that when you read uh, books, right, where people have thought about future, at right, time machines and stuff like that, it's very fancy I'm stuff. I'm sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a fancy stuff, right? But but quite a few of the aspects are actually being reflected. Because if you have read a book like ten years ago about voice, uh, yeah. you know, automated speech recognition, that point in time it was like just a you know uh, fantasy, fantasy, right? <laughs> but today it's possible. So. Yeah. Similarly, like, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's books, right? So for, uh, for me, I mean, and, uh, you know, reading is a, I, I think everyone should read, of you course. know, at least, uh, at least one, one book in like one quarter at least, or maybe <laughs> even if they're reading one book in a year, it's great. But, you know, reading is, uh, reading is a hobby. Uh, if you ask me, uh, not many people uh, have this, hmm. uh, you know, patience to complete the book. So that is why people have given a lot of solutions also these days. There was a problem that is this one company came up with an idea. Like when you're driving, there's a podcast sort of thing yeah. and you can listen to that. That's mm-hmm. really nice. And this new company, I'm forgetting the name. I um, I was on Quite Facebook. a few of like, the companies nowadays summarize a book for you. Exactly. That's one like com- a blink yeah, yeah. list or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I believe this summarizing uh, a book, I'm not sure. So there is no need to go anywhere, even if in your room in the night if you're reading books right uh, you get a lot of ideas to innovate because these people have thought about future and when you read these books and then you try and correlate that with your existing product mm. you know where you need to go right and if you if you try and think in that direction you will definitely find innovative solutions now we have built a lot of solutions yeah. like that i'll tell you something a uh, lot of people uh, told me in hr um, this thing um, when they're setting up an interview People are, the hiring managers are taking the interviews, but you know, it's very difficult for them, you know, to just go back to the system, fill an evaluation form, mm. right? Uh, the success ratio, I would say, right. is, is very less there. Uh, recruiters are chasing them, hey, please submit the feedback, I need to follow the process, document the process, but nothing happening. Now, we came up with a solution. Now, this is again based on voice because I read about it somewhere, right? So for hiring managers, I have given them a solution now. So they use the mobile phone, press and play and record, press and hold and record their feedback Mm -hmm. for the recruiter. Our system will automatically convert the voice into text, right? Again, automated speech recognition. And uh, so you're saying it's because you have or you had already read something similar before. So when a problem comes up, you can tap into yeah. all the wealth of information yes. yeah. across various industries and apply it to majorly like problem. yeah of course this is uh, if you ask me what innovation yeah i'm reading a lot hmm. and uh, i like to read uh, so whenever i'm reading something which is uh, futuristic right this is uh, this is this can happen like sometimes because uh, if you are talking about let's say uh, living in living on mars right i think it's doable it will happen one yeah. day, right? Yeah. So things like that. So you try and think, how will that happen? So these are the ideas that you get from books. Mm. And then, of course, if you're reading, innovation is something which is already there. Sounds great. Um, so before we wrap up, I have a few fun questions. Fun. <laughs> okay. A couple. Um, so if not an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. what would you say you would want to be? Cricketer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your That's very close dream. to. Yeah. yeah. That's very close. To, no, I, I, I. So I am a part of a. I'm a part of an active cricket club in Delhi. Uh, yeah. 
so we do that every every weekend so more or less like a corporate uh, yeah uh, player now uh, but yeah uh, my my plan was in the, when i was like starting up this company uh, my plan was if i'm not doing great in this I'm, because i was not sure right mm. so um, so i thought that i'll go to, i'll come back and then uh, take a break and then i'll start a club you know nice. yeah so i have thought about the name also uh, wow so that's my retirement plan now <laughs> so can you start a club just like that yeah, like of how does that yeah there's a there's a there's a small fee that you have to pay um, mm-hmm. you have to win uh, some tournaments like i think there's a process that uh, and then you can be a part of the club in delhi there's a norm i think it's uh, it's 300000 inr mm-hmm. that you have to pay to register your club and wow. then uh, like there are many clubs like colt in delhi all these clubs are like private clubs there are businesses so you know, recruit players on your course. own from your yeah 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 and then you you know then you participate in various tournaments and then you gradually grow and then you reach because today if you ask me like i know a lot of people all these players uh, most of the players were playing india uh, i think i i i know a lot of them you know personally like you know uh, mm. your mohit sharma is there is from ballabgarh uh, chahal i have played with him also there are many players yeah because they were part of a club local right. clubs and uh, so i am playing cricket from the last now i think 20 years plus yeah so sounds that's great. that's passion yeah <laughs> sounds yeah. great so um that about wraps it up sure. but thank you so much Pleasure for Lord, um, it was a great coming. chat for god thank you very thanks much so much.